Hi, welcome to another episode of Radio Silence. I'm Shahid and I'm making these podcasts because I have absolutely nothing better to do. Uh, the topic I have with me today is very interesting. It is something that I have referred to time and again. And I simply find this event to be very fascinating and a huge part of world history. Uh, I am talking about the collapse of the Soviet Union. So I studied world history in my O-levels. I think that was the best educational decision I have ever made in my life. But O-levels world history was very selective. So out of 30 questions, you had to attempt just two. And that meant a lot of content had not been read by me. And I kept referring back to uh, the world history book after I had given my exams. And there's one event that I keep coming back to, one event that I am I simply cannot get over. And that is the collapse of the Soviet Union. So in order to understand how the Soviet Union came to an end, we need to go almost 100 years back to the coronation of Tsar Nicholas II. Russia at this point is a very religious society and they believe that Tsar Nicholas, who is the monarch, he has divine right to rule over them. God has given him the right to be king and they respected him for that. Uh, but Tsar Nicholas quickly proved himself to be a very ineffective ruler. Uh, just eight years after he was elected monarch, after he was in, after he inherited the throne, uh, the bloody Sunday massacre occurred. So people under a local priest went up to his par palace and they actually uh, requested him for better standards of living and for better, uh, for a larger piece of the pie and a better representation for themselves. But they were open fired upon. And that really harmed the image of Tsar Nicholas. It showed him as being out of touch with the common people in the Soviet Union. And matters simply deteriorated from that point. And by 1917, he was extremely unpopular. 80% of Russia uh, composed of the peasants class. They were ruler people and they did simple labor in order to make ends meet. And to these people, the message of communism appealed. Um, it meant a more equal society, an egalitarian society where no person reigned supreme and where everyone had a say in matters and it, it, it really established a foothold in Russian society. Uh, so much so that in 1917, under Vladimir Lenin, Tsar Nicholas was overthrown by the communist uh, elements in Russia and he went into exile and one, liter, one year later, he was killed. Back in Russia, Vladimir Lenin set about uh, starting to establish a, a communist republic in place of um, the imperial Russian regime that the Tsar had left behind. And by 1923, they had drafted a new constitution and they had uh, declared uh, imperial Russia to be the union of Soviet socialist republics, the USSR and Lenin started to reorganize the economy of uh, Soviet Union as well and to make it more uh, to oriented towards manufacturing. It was to have some very positive long-term consequences for the Soviet Union. But the main question that uh, rose at this point was who was going to succeed Lenin? Who was going to be Lenin's successor? And the contest was between a person infamous in history. It was between Joseph Stalin and another person, Leon Trotsky, Stalin, as history tells us, came on top and he became the general secretary of the uh, Communist Party of the Soviet Union. The general secretary in the Communist uh, Republic was the most powerful person over there. Now, Stalin's regime is uh, classified. It is identified by a, by a series of repressive measures. 
So Stalin was a orthodox communist and he repressed religion mercilessly. Churches were destroyed and peace were killed and tortured and religion was frowned upon. And this was in a society that was deeply conservative and deeply religious. Uh, but Stalin would have none of it. He was a orthodox and a devout communist and God had no place in communism. And he set about creating himself as a de facto God, as the father figure of Russia, the cult of Stalin. So you would expect every city in Russia to have avenues named after Stalin. You would have statues raised of Stalin and murals and paintings would be drawn of Stalin and uh, show him as being the leader of a very prosperous entity of a very prosperous country. The cult of Stalin uh, and anyone who opposed the cult of Stalin, anyone who opposed the uh, who opposed to propagate the positive image of Joseph Stalin, that person faced very heavy handed measures and a very fearful time descended upon Russia. It was called the purges. So uh, if you talk about modern times, if the government of a country doesn't want you to get your message across, they censor you. So they, they basically don't let your message get across. So they will block you on social media platforms, something like that. In Stalin's uh, era, something much more sinister used to happen. He used to completely erase the existence of the person. It was called the purges. And so you would expect that that, that person would not exist. His, his birth certificate would disappear. His name on electoral rolls would disappear. Even his photos would be doctored. Photos would be doctored of individuals who were deemed as unwanted by Stalin's uh, Republic. And those people would simply disappear. The photos would be doctored to make it look like as if those people never existed. And it was a very scary time in Russia. Uh, and it is estimated that nearly 10 million people died in the duration of Stalin's rule. But on the international front, uh, Russia was very effective. If there is one country that needs to be given due credit in the Second World War, it is Russia because the United Kingdom, it had been beaten back to its own isles and the rest of Europe had been subjugated by Hitler. The only stiff resistance that Hitler met was from the communist state of uh, the Soviet Union. And it wasn't because they were better trained. It wasn't because the Soviet soldiers were smarter or because they had better tactics or because uh, they were being led by more effective commanders. It was simply that there were more of them. The waves and waves of Soviet soldiers descended upon Hitler's army and they were simply no match uh, for Stalin's armies. And Hitler, Hitler, dealt, Hitler was dealt severe blows on the Eastern Front when he was fighting with the Soviet army. And so after World War II, Russia emerged as a huge power player in the global scene and it uh, became part of a bipolar uh, superpower, uh, super, superpower oriented globe, one of which was obviously the United States and the other was Russia. It was a nuclear-laced country and it, uh, it uh, entered into a cold war with the United States. That being said, Russia was also, uh, in terms of large-scale development, it was prospering and it had become the global hub for the construction of many things. If you talk about Pakistan, then Pakistan's steel mills was actually created by the Soviet Union. And Pakistan's steel mill really tells us about the problems with Russia's uh, economy and the problem with Russia's structure. The Soviet, uh, Soviet created Pakistan's steel mills was never efficient. So at its maximum capacity, it could not even operate at a profit at its maximum capacity. 
and for that reason it was always a doomed project and that is the whole story of the soviet union they were never able to achieve those levels of efficiency which would have allowed them to exert their influence around the world and now enters the person who wanted to change that the person who understood that there were serious problems with the soviet union and these problems needed to be resolved that person was mikhail gorbachev and now we enter the interesting part of of the podcast the collapse of the soviet union now mikhail gorbachev understood that the west was much ahead of the soviet union and it embarrassed him to see that uh, uh, in east germany which they were ruling people lived such repressed lifestyles and such drab lives and in in western germany in in west berlin which was under the control of the uh, of western countries under the control of the united states britain and france there was so much consumerism there were such brilliant goods on display there were huge malls that had been erected and the difference between uh, the two uh, it really imprinted on gorbachev's mind so he set about restructuring and reforming the economy of the soviet union through two main pillars and these two words are now etched in history they are glasnost and perestroika so glasnost means openness uh, stalin had characterized the soviet union to be very repressive and glasnost basically meant to end that it meant openness and gorbachev wanted people to participate in governance he wanted to get a feel of what the people thought of the government's actions and what they believed could be better and uh, th- this was one of the f- uh, two policies that were introduced the second was perestroika restructuring as i told you about pakistan steel mills in pakistan the economic model of the soviet union large scale manufacturing it was not efficient it was slow it was unresponsive it was wasteful uh, there is a very famous case of um, pickles being made in the soviet union and nobody was buying pickles and when research was done into this matter it was found out that no one was buying pickles because they were sold in such large jars that by the time uh, they took them to their home and by the time they started eating those pickles uh, there was just so much uh, quantity of them that they got bad in the end and they uh, they had to throw the pickles away so it's such a small matter you could simply decrease the size of the jars you sold pickles in but the soviet economy was unable to do that it was centrally planned and central planning was a death knell for the soviet economy it was slow decisions were uh, marred by red tape and uh, it was a very difficult process to reform industry gorbachev wanted to end that he wanted to end that through glasnost but the events the things that were meant to save the soviet union ironically enough they caused the end of it because glasnost and perestroika they just exposed how fragmented the soviet union was and uh, the feedback the gorbachev want it showed the gorbachev got it showed that the soviet union was on its last legs and uh, in 1990 it became evident that the soviet union was on the verge of collapse he went to lithuania and the lithuanian uh, local government was uh, very clear to him that they saw no future uh for themselves in the soviet union and gorbachev he told them to hold their horses he told them to wait until a centralized union could be made but there was no stopping the collapse by may of 1990 um uh, russia which was the largest uh, federation in the soviet union uh, it elected boris yeltsin as its president and now russia was russia and soviet union were considered the one and same thing 
And when Russia wanted to get out of the Soviet Union, you knew that there was no future for the Soviet Union. Now, Gorbachev understood that and he decided that if the Soviet Union was going to disintegrate, it was going to disintegrate peacefully. And that is why I, I, I think I'm so amazed by this incident because Gorbachev is such an understated hero. This is a person who, who ensured global peace and who ended the Cold War. He ended all uh, Russian interference in Europe. He ended the Afghan war. He, he signed treaties with Ronald Reagan that ensured that Russian and American nuclear wars, uh, nuclear uh, war capabilities were decreased. They started destroying their nuclear missile arsenals. So this is a global hero and uh, this person has largely been forgotten by history. So uh, Gorbachev was instrumental in ensuring that the collapse of the Soviet Union was by and large peaceful and for this he was honored with the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, if you follow up with Gorbachev you will find out that uh, like most people of the Soviet Union he himself is in deep regret that the Soviet Union collapsed. He is still alive. I believe he is in the 90s. And the, the people of the Soviet Union, they still uh, ache for the sentiment, for the feeling that they belong to one, one great republic that made a huge impact on the history of this world. And they are very sad that the, that entity had to collapse. Anyways, guys, let me know what you think uh, about the collapse of the Soviet Union. Do you think Mikhail Gorbachev is the most understated hero in the history of this world. I sure do. I had a lot of fun making this podcast. Special thanks to Bilal, Arshad and Ravenclaw for making it possible. And I'll see you with the next one. Bye for now.